Welcome to another installment of Notes from Minnesota. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Beth Ann Erickson, Queen Bee of Filbert Publishing. Uh, check me out over at BethAnnErickson.com. Become a VIP reader. You'd make my day. Oh, what to talk about today. I have so many things to share. Um, I want to start by telling you about yesterday's walk. Here, here's the deal. I walk every day. I'm a walker. Don't jog. I, I figure I would jog like if a zombie were chasing me or something, but nah, I'm a walker. Love to take the dogs for a walk every day. I probably wouldn't walk much if it were just me, but since I have two puppies, eh, I hit the road every day, twice, two times a day. Um, the craziest things happen on my walk. Here's the thing, you know, when you're a writer, you're supposed to notice stuff. And I think the biggest thing I've ever noticed is that everything's always changing. I, I have walked my entire life and I'm getting pretty flipping old over here. But um, yeah, I, I can't say any walk has ever been the same. And yesterday is a perfect example of that. Um, the dogs and I were just going on our normal walk when I heard the weirdest sound ever. It was loud. It just snapped through the air. It was like a sound. And I turned around and here was a big old red van. Well, it wasn't old. It was like in the it was actually fairly new to 1990s, 2000s. I suppose that's kind of old, isn't it? Um, it was not an old van. It looked really nice, but it made sound. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what, what, what's going on? And I watched this person and finally stopped. And I thought, well, they broke something pretty bad in their van. They they turned down the road where I was walking. And, and it was a neighbor. And she stuck her head out the window she drove by and she said yeah I couldn't get my car to stop and I was going pretty fast so I just put it in park now I don't know all that much about cars I my last time I ever took an automotive class was in college and I took it as an elective because I figured yeah I drive a car I may as well know some basics about driving a car and one thing I do know is that you probably do not want to put the car in park while it's moving, let alone going along at a pretty good clip. Now, she managed to stop her car, but the story does not end there. What happened was, was she her car wouldn't stop. She threw it in park, got it to stop. She turned the vehicle on again, and as she was driving past me, announced I couldn't get the car to stop, so I put it into park. And then her next sentence was, well, I better get my errands done. And she took off and went down Highway 12 on her way to the next town, which is fairly large. Now, again, I'm probably not a car expert. I know I'm not a car expert. But I do know that if my car didn't stop and if I possibly damaged it really bad, I probably wouldn't take it to town I would park it I'd march home and I would call my husband and say you'll never guess what I did I am so sorry but the cars broke and then we'd have to fix it before I drove it again I don't know that's just that's a crazy deal anyway I just thought I'd share that story with you because I've been noticing something interesting in the online writing community and you know if you're not a writer if you're a dreamer or you have plans or you have things you'd like to get done, this might apply to you as well. It probably will. But there's this online rush to pump out as many stories as possible. 
Um, I, I don't know how these people are doing it. They're they're writing millions of words a year. Um, sometimes I, I've heard like 10, 20,000 words a day. And I suppose that's fabulous. You know, they're obviously younger and probably more spry than I am. And that's fine and dandy. I can't do that, though. And I don't know, maybe I'm not the only one. I'm kind of hoping I'm not the only one. Because I have to think of something to write before I write it down. Unfortunately, I guess I'm a slow writer. I'm a slow doer. Especially since the cancer, I have become far more slow to do things than I used to be. I second guess. I count the consequences. It has to be something I really, really want to do and something that I, you know, for example, these little podcasts, if, if I don't have anything to say, I'm not going to put one out. I mean, I just, I, I, it's just the way I am. But what my walks do for me, and I go for, like I mentioned, I go for two half hour walks a day. That's hardly excessive. I know people who do a lot more than that, but I'm doing a lot more than just walking around. I am what I call filling my cup. When I'm a writer, I am, or when I'm creating no matter what I'm writing, fiction, nonfiction, doesn't matter. But when I'm pouring words onto the page, I am draining my cup. When I walk, I am filling it. I don't, sometimes I will listen to head, you know, by a little iPod thingy. Usually I don't. It's just me, the two dogs, and whatever I happen to run into. This is the time that I take when I'm moving my poor, scarred, and damaged body. I had a recent bout of cancer. That's when I do plotting. And by plotting, I mean I'm thinking about what I'm going to do next in my next project. It's when I get to engage in character development. It's when I get to think about what my characters are doing. And if it sounds weird, uh, I'm going to say it anyway, but it's when my characters talk to me. We have like a little dialogue where I'm just kind of walking and Yesterday, right after that lady did that whole <laughs> throw it into park deal, I actually kind of started thinking about one of the minor characters in my current work, and I realized that this that would be definitely something he would do. He he would just be the kind of person to be so bullheaded, he would just continue on his way, no matter who he's going to hurt, no matter who he could put into danger. And so I never, ever in a million years would have thought a character would do that had I not seen an actual human being do it. Um, it it's during these walks that I get to think about the trajectory of my next project. It, I, I think a lot about these podcasts on this walk. I have, ooh, As much as I hate to say it, I even have taken to carrying around a little notebook. Prior to the cancer, I never carried a notebook because I had a mind like a steel trap. I'd get an idea and kaboom, I'd hang on to it and I would know precisely what I was going to do and I'd come home and I would do it. Yeah, not so much anymore. I don't know what the heck happened to me during that whole cancer thing, but I have a, the memory of a sieve now. Luckily, I can write it down. I hate carrying a notebook because that turns me into a typical writer, but so be it. But I have my little notebook and I write down my ideas and when I get home, I'm just so happy that I can remember <laughs> what I was thinking about when I wrote down my weird little note. So yeah, I don't know. How how do you fill your, fill your cup? And how do these writers who are doing 20-some thousand words, how do they come up with something unique and something interesting and something unpredictable? I'm not saying 
I haven't read any of this stuff. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not disparaging anybody else. And some people are just so much more talented than I am. Maybe they can do that. I mentioned my way, just in case there's someone who isn't a 10, 20,000 word a day person. That could be, who knows. But, you know, what I have discovered is if I take the time, the right words will come. That's just the way it is. I have to take time. It's not something, if I don't do my walk, I don't have as good a writing day. I don't have a wonderful time creating. It's just the way it is, I guess. Um, so I don't know. What do you think? I'd appreciate it. You know, Email me at beth at bethannerickson.com or leave a comment. Those are my thoughts for today. Um, I have finished Rufus at the Door. Loved it. Highly recommend it. And I have begun a new book. I don't have any comments on it quite yet, but I have just started writing Prosperity for Writers by Henri Corder. Henri is a particularly wonderful person. Um, I uh, She is a <laughs> silly story. Again, here I go with another silly story. I had lived as a um, a vegan for 10 years, and then I was diagnosed with colon cancer, which has made it impossible to eat that type of diet. I did it for health purposes as you know, my husband had a heart attack. And uh, as it turned out, yeah, my body can't handle all that fiber anymore. And I don't worry, I'm not going to gross you out or anything. But just as you know, when I try to eat that particular food plan, I have intense gastrointestinal distress. And I don't get a lot done. And I was mentioning this uh, to, to Henri when we were in Austin, the first time I ever met her, and I knew I was probably going to really like her because she just is, she's one of those vibrant and bubbly people. She's like the antithesis to me. I'm hardly vibrant and I'm not exactly bubbly. I do my best though. And uh, I mentioned to her that I was no longer vegan and that I was exceedingly enjoying whipped cream. I hadn't had it for 10 years. Can you imagine? No whipped cream for 10 years. And it turns out I really, 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 really like whipped cream now. <laughs> really. And um, I just mentioned it in passing. We we're chit-chatting. And all of a sudden, she comes up to me. She'd been to Starbucks. And she got me a whole cup of whipped cream. She's the only person in my entire life who has done that. I mean, that was just so cool and so awesome and so thoughtful. And uh, it just kind of tells you the kind of person that she is. She's just a giving, wonderful person who actually listens. And uh, turns out the um, last time, I just recently, we got together again in Austin. And wouldn't you know, she came up to me with a a little cup of whipped cream. And I, I loved it as usual because whipped cream is awesome. Um, So she has written this uh, book called Prosperity for Writers. I purchased it, and I'm going to be talking about it next week. Uh, So far, I've started reading it. It's really interesting. I had a few reservations at first because I'm not exactly a woo-woo type person, but this book isn't exactly woo-woo, so I'm pretty impressed so far. I'm already on page like three, so I can't, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk a lot about it. But that's what we have coming up real soon, and I'm looking forward to it. Um... So thank you for tuning in. This is Beth Ann Erickson from BethAnnErickson.com. If you join my VIP reader list, you get a free starter library. I'm adding to it all the time. Looking forward to hearing from you. So Beth Ann Erickson here with Notes from Minnesota. Oh, isn't this exciting? Have a great day.